Thank you and good afternoon from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It is day two of the Conference USA postseason baseball tournament. Little Tennessee and the Charlotte 49ers will battle to see who will make it to day three. Dick Palmer with you from Pete Taylor Park on the campus of Southern Mississippi. We have bright sunshine. All of the rain has moved out of the area. The tournament is one game behind right now. That's the reason the Raiders are playing uh, at the 12.30 time instead of the 9 o'clock time as previously planned. But uh, they got to sleep in a little bit more this morning. Maybe that will uh, give them a little bit more pep in their step for this game today as they take on the 49ers. The Raiders come in 29 and 25. They have lost five in a row and are 17 and 13 in Conference USA. That was their final conference standing. Charlotte comes in at 35 and 21. They are also 17 and 13 in conference play. They've lost two straight. Charlotte dropped a four to nothing decision to Louisiana Tech in their opening tournament game yesterday. Middle Tennessee will be the home team by virtue of winning the season series against Charlotte. They finished with identical conference records. Middle Tennessee the number six seed, Charlotte the number seven seed, and one of these teams will have to go home after today's game. That will set the stage for you as uh, we will be back. I have a uh, nice young gentleman to talk with on our pregame interview today, Chandler Todd, who's senior manager of the baseball team. We'll be back with him and more as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Hey, hey, hey! Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods. And Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro. And it was accepted on the first try. If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamon Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate. This isn't your regular cola, so this isn't your regular cola ad. 
This is Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. This is cola like you've never had it before. New Nitro Pepsi. Smooth, creamy, delicious. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Welcome back into our pregame show, Conference USA Tournament. Chandler Todd is the senior manager for the Blue Raiders. I think we've talked to all of the seniors, but we somehow left you out of the mix. So I'm glad we had a chance to, to get you on here in the tournament. And uh, tell us about your, your years here as, uh, as a manager uh, for the baseball team. So really, um, first of all, it's a pleasure to be here, um, but really I started off uh, needing to do something for my major. Um, I had to do a field study, I had to do an internship, and I thought, well, I'm in Coach Tomey's baseball class, I might as well reach out to him see if I can get something going. Started off, first few weeks I was just doing laundry 10 hours a week. They had a manager who had had to uh, leave the program. They asked me if I wanted to stay along, so I picked it up. Um, last season was my first season. Got to know everybody pretty well. Got to learn the ropes. Uh, come summer, they make me the head manager, and well, here we are now. I'm traveling, and here we are at the tournament in Southern Miss. Managers have a multitude of tasks to do, and I think most people think, well, those guys are just along for a free ride. That's far from the truth, isn't it? Uh, I mean, yeah, like we do have a lot of things we have to do, and a lot of people may think of it as just kind of. They may think of us as just people to do the extra work that no one wants to do, and to an extent that's partially true, but really I view ourselves as kind of hype men, people that are there for the guys because life's pretty stressful for them, you know, whether it's just baseball itself, academics, or maintaining a social life. And so to just provide that little bit of insight and provide that bit of relief and encouragement and just be another positive influence in life, that's all you can really ask to do. You know, after several years of of doing this job and... uh, working in media I found out that if you really want to know what's going on with a program football basketball baseball talk to the managers they know what's going on oh for sure I mean we we I mean we have to talk to everybody whether it's you know the high ups like coach Toman the middle guys the players even the people who come and do our uh, do our do our cleaning up for us after the games you know you got to talk to everybody because everybody plays a role so if you really want to make someone feel important and really know Know that you're noticed and recognized. Just go and talk to a manager, and they'll do all they can for you. How did it feel walking out there on senior day? Uh, I mean, honestly, I thought it would be a little bit more emotional for me, you know, because, you know, you have the thought that this could be the very end and this could be the highest mountain that you've reached. But really, I was just trying to look forward to the moment and maintain uh, every bit of emotion I had for the rest of the day and just feel it out. Rumor has it you might be back next year. I, you know, there's something kind of brewing behind the scenes, I hope, and, you know, I feel like Coach Tillman and I can get something worked out, and so I hope so, because I've loved my time here, and I'd love to continue it, so fingers crossed, but I can't really comment on anything as of now. All right, well, we're looking forward to, 
to that. I enjoyed working with you, and uh, best of luck in whatever you do. Hey, thank you. Go Blue Raiders, always. That is Chandler Todd. He's a senior manager for the Blue Raider baseball team, and uh, hopefully he will be back in some capacity next year. Does an outstanding job. This is an elimination game. It's the first elimination game of the tournament. All of the first-round games have been completed. Of course, uh, Old Dominion beat the Raiders 18-7 yesterday. Louisiana Tech beat Charlotte 4-0. And in the the other two games, first-round games, in the game that was uh, suspended and did not get started until very late, Southern Miss defeated UAB 4-3 to move into the winner's bracket. And in the game just completed, which was supposed to have been played last night, UTSA knocked off Florida Atlantic 6-4. So this is the first elimination game of the tournament, and it will be followed by a 4 o'clock game, winner's bracket game, between Old Dominion and Louisiana Tech. That will uh, kind of set the stage for you. Middle Tennessee and Charlotte, the Raiders took two out of three from the 49ers at home this year. Uh, That was the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday right before Easter. The Raiders uh, won the first game in 11 innings on a walk-off double by J.T. Mabry. That score was 4-3, and they hope to continue that today. They also uh, won the uh, final game of the series on Saturday with a big nine-run inning in, in that game. So it's Middle Tennessee and Charlotte, and the winner will remain in the tournament, the loser, will conclude their season today. I'll be back with starting lineups and first pitch coming your way next on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. 
News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider sports. Welcome back in. The umpires have come out and the two head coaches exchanging lineups, going over the ground rules for the umpires at home plate. Time now for the starting lineups presented by the Ascend Federal Credit Union, the exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Visit one of their 27 Middle Tennessee locations, including four in Murfreesboro. Let's look at Charlotte. They will be the visiting team. The Raiders, by virtue of the higher seed, are the home team today. So Charlotte uh, under coach Robert Woodard in his third year with a record of 49 and 29 will present this lineup. Nate Furman, sophomore, will lead off at second base. David McCabe will be the designated hitter and hit second. Jack Dragum will be at third base batting third. Cam Fisher is the right fielder. He'll be in the cleanup spot. Jake Cunningham in center field will bat fifth. Josh Madole will be the first baseman. He will hit sixth. The left fielder is Will Butcher batting seventh. Catcher Kalen Hobson will hit eighth. And the shortstop Austin Knight will be in the number nine spot. Starting pitcher will be a freshman left-hander Colin Kramer with a record of three and two on the season. So for Charlotte, Berman, McCabe, and Dragum, Fisher, Cunningham, and Madole, Butcher, Hobson, and Knight with Kramer pitching. For the Blue Raiders today, Coach Jim Toman in his fourth year has this lineup. Fausto Lopez leads off at shortstop as the Raiders take the field. J.T. Mabry at second base, bats second. Brett Coker is the third baseman and will hit third. Jackson Galloway, the designated hitter today, will be in the cleanup spot. Wyatt Morgan will play first base. He will bat fifth. Eston Snyder in right field hits sixth. Mason Spears will be behind the plate, batting seventh. In left field today, Brian Dillingham will bat eighth. And in center field, Luke Benson will be in the nine spot. And on the mound for the Raiders is the senior left-hander, Peyton Wigginton. Six and four with a 3.66 earned run average. Wigginton, 76 and a third innings this year, has given up 81 hits, 31 earned runs. This is his 19th appearance, his 11th start. He has pitched three complete games this year. Wigan has given up eight home runs, has walked only 14, and struck out 66, an opponent's hitting 274 against the left-hander, Peyton Wigginton. So the Raiders have taken the field. Wigginton taking his warm-up tosses with catcher Mason Spears as Charlotte prepares to bat here in the first inning. Their coaches go out. Toby Bicknell is going to be the third base coach. And Philip Shabour will be coaching at first. Raiders in their home white uniforms as the home team today, the Royal Blue. Lettering and numerals, blue caps. And the 49ers in the road gray with green numerals, green caps. Those numbers might be a little bit hard today. We've got bright sunshine here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And I apologize for sending all that rain up Murfreesboro away, but we were glad to get it out of the way here. The tournament is progressing one game behind the regular schedule. The final game last night between Florida Atlantic and UTSA had to be postponed. They played at nine o'clock this morning and UTSA won the game six to four. Here's Nate Furman to stand in against Peyton Wigginton. 
will get this game underway. Furman, sophomore, is a left-handed batter. And we'll give you the, the stats for these uh, both teams as they played each other in a three-game series earlier. Wigginton's first pitch outside for ball one. We're underway at 12:34 here in Hattiesburg. Wigginton winds and fires. Caught the outside corner, and it's one ball and one strike to Furman. Furman was four out of 12 against the Raiders in the earlier series. One of those four hits a double. Batted in the lead-up leadoff spot and then slams this one down the right field line. Snyder cuts it off. He's going to second. The throw coming in is going to be late. And that will be a leadoff double for Nate Furman. That will be his 13th double of the season. Hit it right down the right field line. Snyder got over there pretty good time, but Bourbon was thinking double all the way, slid into second base. We're on an all-turf field here at Pete Taylor Park in Hattiesburg. Setting the Raiders defensively, Coker and Lopez on the left side of the infield, Mabry and Morgan on the right side with Spears behind the plate, Dillingham, Benson, and Snyder left to right in the outfield. Well, Whittington's first pitch to David McCabe sails high for ball one. He's a switch hitter hitting right-handed. 3.86 on the season. He is their leading hitter average-wise. Also had 16 home runs. Wigginton checks the runner at second. Pitches in for a strike. Took a little off that one. One ball and one strike. Furman with a leadoff double is the runner at second. Nobody out here in the top of the first inning. One ball, one strike to McCabe. Hits the ball high in the air into right field. Snyder coming in a few steps. Runner at second tag. Snyder makes the catch. Furman is going to third, and the throw comes in just a bit late. Good throw from Snyder, but Furman, pretty good speed, advances to third on the fly ball. So that is out number one in the first inning. Charlotte has a runner at third, and the batter is the third baseman, Jack Dragum. Dragum is a first-team all-conference player, a right-handed batter, 339 average for this young man. And against the Raiders in Murfreesboro, he was hard to handle. Seven out of 14 with two home runs and three runs batted in in that three-game series. Dragum stands in from the right side. Runner at third, one out. Infield back. Pitch is high and outside, ball one. Broadcasting here from the press box high above Pete Taylor Park. I'm in the Southern Mississippi home booth. Thanks to John Cox for getting me situated in here. Great view. One ball, no strikes. The pitch is off-speed strike. Got the inside corner, one and one. Wigginton started one of the games in the series at Murfreesboro, lasted only four innings. Dragum takes the pitch just outside, four ball two, two balls and a strike. In the four innings, he gave up four runs on five hits, walked one and struck out four. He was uh, relieved in that game by Ham, who got the win. 
There's a ball foul down the first base side, and the count goes to two and two. Jaden Ham came on in the fifth inning. That was the third and final game of the series. The Raiders were behind when Ham came in, but they scored nine runs in the sixth inning, went on to win the game 10 to seven. Ham got the win, and Siebert finished up. Two balls, two strikes to Dragum. Runner, third, one out. Foul to the screen. It was in this booth, I think I mentioned this yesterday, but in this very booth about three or four years ago at the tournament, or maybe a regular season game, I don't remember, but a foul ball came right through the window in front of me and almost took my head off. I was barely, barely evaded it. Ball hit to left field. Dillingham going back, back, back on the warning track, up against the wall, and that ball may be gone. And Dillingham may be hurt. Brian crashed into the wall. Now he's up and walking around, but that's going to be a two-run homer for Dragum to put Charlotte ahead two to nothing. The ball has been flying out of this park since the tournament started yesterday. That's home run number nine on the season for Dragum. And the 49ers off to a two to nothing lead. The batter will be Cam Fisher. They're checking with Dillingham to see if he's okay. Lopez was out there. Benson, the center fielder, out there. But uh, Brian's okay. He's going to stay in the game. He crashed hard against the wall. About the third painted sign from the foul pole down the left field line. It's 340 down each line here. It seems like a big ballpark, but the ball was just flying out of here yesterday. Had a south wind pushing the balls out toward left field. Pitch coming in high to Fisher for ball one. It's 400 feet out there in center field, 375 in uh, left center and right center. The big scoreboard is behind the fence in left center field, and there's a screen running from the foul pole all the way uh, past the scoreboard, and the ball gets into that screen. That's a home run, and that ball hit the screen as Dillingham crashed into the wall. Willingham's next pitch was a strike. It's one and one. Fisher, a left-handed batter, takes inside for ball two. Two balls and a strike. Glad to have you with us on this, uh, what is today? Thursday. It is in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Tournament time. The days all seem to run together. Two and one the count. The left-hander winds and fires at a swing and a miss. And the count will go to two and two. Peyton has been ill he did not he missed his start against southern mississippi last weekend due to illness and as uh, coach uh, Tolman told me yesterday he was only allowed to get out of the house on monday to make the trip to hattiesburg so his endurance might be a problem here there's a pitch that looked pretty good on the outside half but called a ball and it will be a three and two count to Fisher. 
These games are being televised on ESPN+. Plus. We've got a monitor here in the booth. 3-2 pitch coming. Line to right field, the base hit. Snyder plays it on a couple of hops. And that is the third hit here in the first inning for Charlotte. They were shut out yesterday by Louisiana Tech, four to nothing. So they've already surpassed their run total. They lead two to nothing here in the first inning, and that is the third hit off Wigginton. Jake Cunningham is the center fielder. He'll step in from the right side. So two of the three hits by left-handed batters in the batting order. Pitch outside to Cunningham, ball one. Time called, and the pitching coach, Jerry Myers, will make a trip to the mound. Try and settle his pitcher down. So Spears and the third baseman, shortstop, and second baseman all meeting on the pitcher's mound. Talking things over here in the first inning as Charlotte has taken an early lead in the game. It is two to nothing here in the top of the first inning. Very brief meeting. Coach Myers makes his way back to the dugout. And with a count of one ball, Cunningham will step back in. Wigginton making his 11th start of the season and 19th appearance. He has three complete games. Checks the runner at first and throws over that way. Fisher the runner at first. All freshman first team selection in Conference USA. And their home run leader has there's ball two up high. Two balls and no strikes. Fisher leads their team in home runs with 18, followed by McCabe with 16, but it was Dragum with a two-run homer that put them on the board here in the first inning. Throw to first by Spears, and he threw it away. It's going to roll down in the right field bullpen and headed for third is Cunningham as the throw comes back in. That will be a two-base throwing error by the catcher, Mason Spears. So Fisher legged it all the way to third base on the error. And the count to Cunningham remains. Three balls, no strikes. Spears tried to pick the runner off first, threw it away, and now another run out. One out, runner at third situation. There's ball four high. That is a rare walk by Wigginton. First and third one out, and now Josh Madole, the first baseman, will stand in, a left-handed batter. Raider infield will play for two. Trying to get out of this inning without any further damage. 49ers with a two to nothing lead early. Wigginton comes set, checks his runner and throws to first. Madole in the regular season series, 
four out of 14 against the Raiders with a home run and five RBIs. It's a good hitting Charlotte team. Another throw to first, and again, the runner back. They struck 93 home runs during the regular season, but they were shut out by Louisiana Tech yesterday. Team batting average of 290, very good. This will be the first pitch to Madole, and it's taken for strike one. Wigington has got to hit his spots to be effective. He will not overpower hitters. He'll throw in the upper 80s, may top out at 90. And another quick throw to first in the runner back. They are expecting Cunningham to go. He stole 16 bases during the regular season. Raider Enfield would like to keep that double play possibility open. A long look and the pitch to the plate inside. That one grazed his uniform. That will be a hit batsman and the bases will be loaded. So Cunningham gets to second anyway. Bases are loaded with one out and the batter is Will Butcher. Butcher the left fielder. That's from the right side. Raiders handled him pretty well in the earlier series. Two out of 11, but he did hit a home run. Bases loaded, one out. Infield remains back in double play depth. Wigginton's pitch, check swing, taken inside, ball one. Long first inning for the Raider left-hander. Two runs in, bases are loaded with one out. Center fielder Vinson a few steps over into left center. And Butcher takes the pitch low for ball two. The coaches were concerned about Wigginton's stamina after being ill for a few days and in isolation, really. Ball three is low. Three and oh. Catcher Hobson is the on-deck hitter. So he's going to have to come in with a pitch or force in a run. And ball four misses. That will make it a three-to-nothing game. Butcher gets an RBI the easy way. Aces remain loaded with one out. Two walks in the inning. Wigginton, who only walked 14 batters all season, has walked two in the first inning and has walked in a run. And it is three to nothing. Bases remain loaded. Walk, hit batter, walk. That's the status of the three base runners right now. Spears with a trip to the mound. Batter is Caden Hobson, the catcher. Top ball, 245 batting average. Now you're getting down to the bottom part of the lineup. You can't afford to be walking these guys. These are the guys you need to get out. Raiders have a little activity in the bullpen. 
And I would imagine James Sells would be the next man up. But that remains to be seen. Here's the pitch. Strike called at the letters. Nothing and one to Hobson. He's a left-handed batter. Raiders have already committed an error in the inning, had two walks. They forced in a run and trail three to nothing. Wigginton comes set and the pitch to the plate. Misses outside, one and one. Hobson five home runs on the season. During the regular season series, he was only one out of 13 against Blue Raider pitching. One ball and one strike. Ground ball to first. Morgan has it, goes to second. Out there, that's the only out they will get as another run comes in to score. Cunningham crosses the plate on the ground ball hit by Hobson. That will make it a four to nothing game. Butcher retired at second base. Morgan to Lopez on the force and on the fielder's choice. Hobson is at first. First and third, two outs, and the ninth man to bat in the inning is the shortstop, Austin Knight. Four runs in the first for the 49ers. Knight, a right-handed batter, 237 average on the season. Wigginson comes set. And the pitch to the plate is a little bit low, ball one. Home plate umpire is Ryan Clark. Ken Fitz is the first base umpire. Tommy Newsom at second. Chris Ward, the third base umpire. Four umpires for each game here in the tournament. Throw to first and off the mark. Runner went back in standing. One ball, no strikes. The count tonight. Raiders try to escape this first inning, but trail four to nothing. The pitch. This is outside, ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Center fielder Vincent a few steps over into left center. Ball's been flying out of here to left field. Dillingham fairly deep out there. And the 2-0 pitch, high, ball three. Wigginton hasn't pitched in a while, and coming off illness, it's uh, been tough for him in the first inning. Strike call, three and one. Knight appeared to be taken all the way. So three balls at a strike. And the pitch is strike two call. Count goes full tonight. The runner at first will be moving on the pitch with two outs. And the 3-2 pitch is hit into left center field. Dropping, that will be in for a hit. One run will score. Throw will come back into second base, and it's a five to nothing game. Coming into score was Madole. Knight drops a single into shallow left center. All the way to third was Hobson. He was running on the pitch. 
That is hit number two, three, hurt, hit number four, and that's going to be all for Wigginson. So the Raiders make a pitching change here in the first inning. I think it's going to be James Sales. We'll come back and tell you about our new pitcher after this timeout on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee, not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. This top half of the first inning has lasted almost half an hour. As the 49ers have batted around, they've scored five runs. Still have runners at first and third with two outs. And right-hander James Sells is on for Wigginton. Sells making his 18th appearance, four and three with a 2.68 earned run average. 43 and two-thirds innings, he's allowed 41 hits. 13 earned runs, has walked 16, struck out 35. One home run off Sells and a 266 opponent's batting average. The freshman right-hander. He will face Furman, who led off the game with a double down the right field line. The first pitch is a strike call. Nothing and one to count. Hobson, the runner at third, and Knight is at first. Two outs, five runs have scored here in the first inning. And the pitch to the plate outside, ball one. One and one to Furman. Furman doubled as the leadoff batter in the game. McCabe flied to right, Furman tagged and went to third and then Dragum hit a two run homer to left field. That got it started for the 49ers. Fly ball hit high in the air to right. Going back, Snyder is on the warning track near the foul pole, and that one is gone. Right down the right field line. That's a three-run homer for Furman. His second home run of the season. Hit it right down the right field line. Sells, who had allowed only one home run this season, 
gives up a big three-run shot. Two of those runs will be charged to Wigginton. The other to Sells. And give Bourbon three RBIs. And the batter is McCabe, who flied out in the first inning. That's the second home run in the inning. It is now... I think it's eight to nothing, two, three, four, five. Scoreboard has seven, I think it's eight. There's a strike call. One ball, one strike. Next pitch is outside, ball two, two and one. You got this, Scoreboard has seven to nothing. Uh, we'll take that, but I think it's eight. There's a strike call. Two and two. David McCabe, a switch hitter, batting left-handed. He hit a fly ball. Goes the other way down the left field line. Count holds it two and two. Flight out to right field, batting right-handed in the first inning against Wigginton. Now they've got the scoreboard right. It is eight to nothing. Bases are empty, two outs. Outside, ball three. That will be a full count on McCabe. So Charlotte, who did not score a run in their opening game yesterday, has piled up eight in the first inning today. 3-2 3-2 pitch, outside, ball four, and he walked it. And the inning continues. Wigginton goes two-thirds of an inning, gives up seven runs on four hits. He walked two and hit a batter, and they all scored. All of the hits scored. Now runner at uh, first base with two outs. The batter is Jack Dragum, who had a two-run homer down the left field line in the first inning. It was his ninth of the year. Pitch to the plate is swung on, hit to short. Lopez over to second for the force play, and the inning, thankfully, is over. That is all in the first inning. Eight runs, five hits. There was an error and one man left. We will go to the bottom of the first inning. It is Charlotte 8, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee, not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. 
Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Granison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Granison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Granison Associates online at gcpas.com. Play here, WTNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the bottom of the first inning. Charlotte leading Middle Tennessee eight to nothing. Blue Raiders starter Peyton Wigginson lasted only two thirds of an inning. Gave up seven runs on four hits, walked two, hit a batter. All of the hits scored. All of the walks and the hit bats when they all scored. Sells came in, gave up a home run to Furman and walked to batter. Finally got the last out on a fielder's choice. So for the Raiders, Fausto Lopez will lead it off. The pitcher, left-hander Colin Kramer, a freshman. Kramer 3-2 with a 4.47 earned run average, 50 and a third innings. He's given up 47 hits. 25 earned runs, making his 25th appearance and seventh start. He has allowed two home runs, has walked 30, struck out 57. Opponents hitting 244 against the left-hander. First pitch to Lopez in for a strike. Fausto at 299 on the season. It's been the Raider leadoff man most of the year. One strike to count. Kramer's pitch, swung on lined in the left field for a base hit. Well, if the 49ers can do it, maybe the Raiders can too. Solid single to left by Lopez, and the batter is JT Mabry. Mabry had a great series against the 49ers at home, seven out of 14. He had a walk-off double in the 11th inning to win game one in that series. That was his only RBI in the series, but it was a big one. He's batting with Lopez at first and no outs. Kramer comes set and the pitch to Mabry hit in the air in the right center. Center fielder Cunningham moving over, still moving and makes the catch for out number one. One out here in the first inning. Red Coker, who has uh, moved up a little bit in the batting order, will be in the third spot. Coker at 286. Lopez leads at first. Coker looks at a strike call, nothing in one. Pitcher Kramer, 6'5", 200 pounds, a freshman from the state of Iowa. Throw over to first, Lopez back. Don't look for the Raiders to be running down eight runs in the first inning. Although the Raiders were a running team all year, the pitch, Coker fouls it away off to the right side and the count goes to 0-2 on the Raider third baseman. Coker had a three-run homer in yesterday's loss to Old Dominion. 
pitch to the plate. Swing and a miss. Struck him out with an inside fastball. Coker down on strikes for out number two. And the batter is Jackson Galloway. Galloway serving as the designated hitter today. Galloway had a grand slam home run against the 49ers in the final game of the series earlier. That was during that big nine-run sixth inning that propelled the Raiders to come from behind and win. There's a line foul down the first base side. Strike one to Galloway. Seven home runs, 32 driven in for the right-handed hitter. 345 average leads all Blue Raider hitters. Lopez with the leadoff single, still over at first base, two outs. Lopez is going. The pitch hit right back across the middle and into second base. Lopez is called out on a force as the second baseman was moving to cover second. The ball is headed to center field, but the second baseman with the runner moving was standing right on the bag, picked the ball up, touched second base, and that was the force out. So that is all for the Raiders here in the first inning. No runs, one hit, and one left. We completed one inning. Charlotte, eight, Middle Tennessee, nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. I think I need to give you a station ID. I was supposed to do that last inning. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Cam Fisher leads it off for the 49ers in the second inning against James Sells. And sails quickly ahead in the count, two strikes. Fisher had a single to right in the first inning, came around to score. Sales came in with two outs in the inning, did give up a three-run homer. There's a ball hit to center. Benson back near the warning track. That one's going to kiss off the center field wall, and Fisher sliding into second with a double. So the barrage continues. Fisher slammed it off the center field wall just to the right of dead center. Second hit off Sells. 
And with nobody out, the batter is Jake Cunningham, who drew a walk in the first inning. Cunningham bats from the right side. He is a sophomore. 312 on the season. Swing and a miss. Foul tip back into the catcher's mid, I think. One strike to count. Eight runs, six hits for the 49ers. No runs, one hit for the Blue Raiders. We're in the second inning. This is an elimination game. The pitch taken for a strike on the outside corner. And it is 0 and 2. Freshman right-hander James Sells on for the Raiders, who had to go to the bullpen early. A ball outside, one and two to Cunningham. Light breeze blowing, seems to be blowing out toward right center and right field as just the opposite of yesterday when there was a stiff breeze blowing out to left. In that Old Dominion game yesterday, which the Monarchs won 18 to seven, there were seven home runs. They hit five. Raiders hit two. Outside, ball two. Two balls, two strikes to Cunningham. Madol is on deck to hit next. We're in the second inning. Sells comes set, checks the runner at second. Check swing and a strike call. Delayed strike three called by the plate umpire. And that is out number one. Sells picks up his first strikeout. Batter is Cunningham is down. The batter is Josh Madole, the first baseman. Swings from the left side. He was hit by a pitch in the first inning and came around to score. Sells pitch in for a strike, nothing in one. Mabry at second base, couple of steps out on that green outfield turf. Outside, ball one. One and one to Madole. Outfield otherwise straight away for this left-handed hitter. 292 average during the season. He is a senior. Sells ready for the 1-1 pitch. Checks the runner at second. And delivers outside. Ball two, two and one. The next game, I think if the schedule continues uh, one game behind as it is, would be Old Dominion and Louisiana Tech. Both winners yesterday in the opening round. 2-1 pitch is a strike on the outside corner, and it goes to 2-2. Two and two. Blue Raider fans behind the... Raiders dugout, which is on the third base side today. That's the home team dugout here at Pete Taylor Park. Two balls and two strikes. Oh, 
look at the runner, and now Sells will step off the rubber, force the runner to move back to second base. We've got uh, St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Church in the background behind the right field fence, and their fellowship hall set up as a giant media room for the tournament. There's a ball sliced into left field for a base hit. They're going to hold the runners as the throw comes in. It'll be first and third with one out. The goal went the other way. Sliced it into left field. So now first and third, one out. That's the third hit off Sells. And the batter is Will Butcher. Drew a walk in the first inning. Enfield will set up double play depth as Lopez goes deep in the hole at short and Mabry playing close to the bag at second, the pitch. Swing and a miss. Charlotte is not going to try to quit scoring. There's no doubt about that with a 10 run rule after seven in effect for the entire tournament, I think with the exception of the championship game. They will want to pile up as many as they can early. Throw to first and the runner back. It is eight to nothing in the top of the second inning. Pitch is taken for a strike, nothing in two. Raider pitching staff, which was razor thin to begin with, with Ham out and Wigginton just coming off a sickness has been battered around in this tournament. There's no two ways, no getting around that. Two strikes the count, the pitch. Just outside for ball one. One and two. It's already 27 pitches for sales since coming in in the first inning. The pitch. Lined into center field, the base hit. One run will score. Benson will get it back into the infield, and it's now a nine-to-nothing game. Butcher drives in a run with a single into left center. McDowell stops at second. Fourth hit, second run off Sells. So it's nine-to-nothing, and the batter is Hobson, the catcher. Left-handed hitter, he hit into a fielder's choice in the first inning. First and second, one out. Sells, looks back at second, delivers, check swing and a strike call. Nothing at one to Hobson. Eight runs in the first inning, one in the second for Charlotte. They lead nine to nothing. Sells comes set and delivers. Ball hit high in the air in the infield. Lopez back, fighting the sun, and he's got it. Four out number two. Hobson pops to short for the second out. Batter will be Austin Knight, 
the number nine hitter. He singled and scored in the first inning. Had Wigginton been able to go deep into the game, I expect Sells would have either been used to close or had the Raiders won the game, would have probably started the next game. But as it is, he had to come in in the first inning today. Pitch is swung on, foul to the screen, strike one. And James has not really been as effective as we have been accustomed to seeing him lately. Nothing in one to count tonight. Right-hander comes set, and now Knight asks for time and backs out of the box. Well, it's just a lovely day here in Hattiesburg. Charlotte folks enjoying it a lot more than Blue Raider fans are. Ground foul past third, and the count will go to 0-2. So hopefully uh, this weather will be up to Murfreesboro for you folks uh, trying to get spring fleeing going after a lot of delays today. Looking for some sunshine up there in the near future. Two strikes the count. Sills delivers and a fly ball into left center field. Well hit. That's going to be all the way to the warning track. Two runs are going to score. The throw coming to the plate and the second run does score. That will be a two-run double for Knight. Coming in to score Madole from second, and Butcher just barely made it home from first. If Knight, two RBIs with his fourth double of the season. Sit number five. Runs three and four off sales. It is now 11 to nothing with two outs, and Furman will bat for the third time, and we're just in the second inning. Left-handed hitter has doubled and homered. Takes the pitch, a strike on the outside corner, nothing and one. Three runs have scored in the inning. Sells checks the runner at second and the pitch. Missed outside, one ball and one strike. Berman, sophomore out of Brookhaven, Pennsylvania. Not a big guy, just 5'8". And pickoff play to second. Back in there is Knight. As we've said on many different occasions, you don't have to be a big guy to play this game. Or to hit the ball out of the park, for that matter. Furman did in the second inning. There's a foul out of play, or did in the first inning. 
One ball and two strikes to Furman. That was only his second home run of the season. Clear defense down the right field line. The count one and two. Check of the runner in the pitch. Missed outside, ball two. Two balls and two strikes. I thought the humidity might be up today with all the rain we had yesterday, but it seems to be quite low today. Got a nice breeze. 2-2 pitch. Swung on, slammed foul. On the right side, they went over the Bullpen down the right field line and out of play. Count holding at two balls and two strikes. You can hear that wind kicking up in our crowd, Mike. Long look in by Sells. And the pitch. Fouled away to the left side. Holds at two and two. Runner at second base is Knight after a two run double. Two balls and two strikes to Nate Furman, their leadoff hitter. Ball three is outside, and the count is full, three and two. Sells not faring much better than Wigginton did. Full count, three and two to Furman. Pitch low ball four, and he walked him. Second walk given up by Sells. Runners first and second two outs. The batter is McCabe. Batting for the third time, and we're just in the second inning. McCabe walked in the flight out in the first, and then walked later in the first inning. Charlotte runners first and second. Pitch to the plate is swung on a miss. Strike one. Charlotte on the season won 35 games. They were 24 and 10 at home. 11 and 10 away from home. Off-speed pitch in for a strike. Nothing in two, the count to McCabe. Raiders had a very good road record, 20 and 15, counting the loss yesterday. As a swing and a miss, struck him out, and the inning is over. 
Buck in the second inning. Three runs. There were four hits and two men left on base. We'll go to the bottom of the second inning. Charlotte 11, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive-through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Wyatt Morgan leading it off for the Raiders in the second inning. Fouls the first pitch away. And that is strike one. Morgan, Snyder, and Spears against the left-hander, Colin Kramer. He allowed one hit in the first inning. Swaying and a foul back. Nothing in two. The Raiders did not see, yes, they did see Kramer. He started game three in Murfreesboro, went three and a third innings, allowed one run and one hit. No walk, struck out three, and I don't recall why he was taken out after a good, a good three and a third innings. Ditches the ball outside to Morgan, one and two. And the left-hander delivers and struck him out swinging. The ball in the turf. They'll throw him out at first. Four out number one. Catcher Hobson came up, fired a strike to first base. That is the second strikeout for Kramer. The batter is Snyder, Blue Raider right fielder. Raiders have not gone through the batting order yet, and Charlotte's already in their third trip through the batting order. Pitch to Snyder is low for ball one. Snyder in the opening in the uh, first series at Murfreesboro was three out of seven with an RBI, right-handed batter. Batting average at an even 300 and slams this one into left field for a base hit. Past the diving Knight at shortstop. Second hit of the game for the Raiders. Now we just need to put something together. 
with one out, the batter is Mason Spears. Spears had a three-run homer in yesterday's opening loss. It was his ninth of the year, gave him the team lead in that department. Runner at first, one out. And the pitch to the plate. Strike on the outside corner. Nothing in one to Spears. He'll be followed by Dillingham and Benson. Ball low, and the count goes to one and one. Kramer, the left-hander, got that back foot on the third base side of the pitching rubber. Working to the right-hand hitting Spears. Missed inside, ball two. Two and one. I feel playing Spears straight away. Snyder leads at first, he's going. Ground ball to short, the only play will be to first, and out at first is Spears. The Raiders did manage to stay out of the double play there. As Snyder was running on the pitch, Spears grinded a perfect double play ball to shortstop, but Snyder was already at second base. So two outs, the runner at second, and the batter, Brian Dillingham. 11 to nothing in case you joined us late. Eight runs in the first inning for Charlotte. Three more in the second inning. We're in the bottom of the second. Swing and a foul out of play. Nothing in one to Dillingham. Ryan at 2.53 playing in left field today. He has played all three outfield positions. Ground foul over by the Blue Raider dugout and into the dugout. I don't think anybody got hit there. Count is 0-2. Dillingham ran into the wall in left field, trying to catch a home run ball in the first inning. Hurt himself, but bounced up. Says he's okay. Here he is, 0-2 the count. Runner leads at second. Struck him out with an inside pitch, and that will end the inning. Dillingham down on strikes for out number three. No runs, a hit. One man left. We've completed two full innings. Charlotte 11, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at getsthealthcare.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. 
you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the third inning. The 3 4 5 hitter scheduled for Charlotte here will be Dragum, Fisher, and Cunningham. Dragum has a home run and two at bats. Batting for the third time, and we're just in the third inning. He's a right-handed hitter, a junior. Drag him out of Mechanicsville, Virginia. The pitch is taken for ball one. Dragon was the 12th man to bat in the first inning and made the final out in that inning. Check swing and a ball is called on appeal. Two balls, no strikes. There's a strike at the letters. Two and one. Just a beautiful day here. Clear blue skies ahead. A little clouded us off to the south, but nothing to be, no, nothing troubling on that. There's a pitch outside ball three, three and one. Ball four is outside. That's a leadoff walk to drag them. Third walk given up by Sells, who normally does not walk a lot of people. Batter is Fisher, who has singled and doubled and scored two runs. Left-handed batter out of Knoxville. Played at Walter State Community College in Tennessee. And the pitch is inside ball one. Made the all-freshman team in Conference USA. So Charlotte snuck into Tennessee and got one right out of our lap. One ball and no strikes to Fisher. Takes a strike call, one and one. Our plate umpire, Mr. Clark, calling high strikes pretty regular today, not so much the low pitches. And the pitchers have to adjust to that. Here's the 1-1. Swing and a ground ball, base hit to right field. Runner will stop at second, and 49ers keep it going with runners at first and second and nobody out here in the third inning. They lead 11 to nothing. That is hit number six off James Sells. Tenth hit overall for Charlotte. Batters Cunningham, who has walked and struck out, and a visit to the mound from Coach Jerry Myers, the Blue Raider pitching coach, and they are going to make a pitching change here. So we've got a pitching change coming up. We will uh, take a break, take about our new pitcher when we come back on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, 
standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Granison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Granison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Granison Associates online at gcpas.com. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. New pitcher for the Raiders is right-hander Jalen Wirtz, a freshman out of Gallatin. Pitched at Station Camp High School. And we'll give you some numbers on Wirtz. 2-0, making his 12th appearance. 2-0 with a 3.98 earned run average. 20 in the third innings. He's given up 22 hits, 9 earned runs, 4 walks, 14 strikeouts. He's allowed 5 home runs. Opponents hitting 268 against Wirtz. Wirtz pitched 2 and a third against Southern Miss in the final game of that series in Murfreesboro. That was his last appearance. He'll face Cunningham with runners at first and second. Nobody out here in the third inning. Those runners, the responsibility of James Sells. Cunningham bats from the right side. Around ball to third, charged and gets by Coker and the bases are gonna be loaded. Coker tried to grab it on the short hop. We'll see how they score that. It's gonna load the bases with nobody out. It's one of those slow rollers that was hopping on the turf and you either get it or you don't. So the bases are loaded, no outs, they have not Posted, uh, now they post the error. That'll be an E5. Second error of the game for the Raiders. Bases loaded, no outs, and the batter is Madol, who takes a strike on the first pitch from Jalen Wirtz. Bases loaded, nobody out in the third inning. Charlotte already leading 11 to nothing. Swing and a ball hit in the air to center field. Benson is over and the runner tags at third. The catch is made, the throw will be to third base and the run scores. The runner at second advances to third. Badol gets credit for a run batted in with a fly ball to center field for the first out. So one out, first and third. That makes it now 12 to nothing. Chalk that run up to James Sells, who's still responsible for the runner at third. Here's Will Butcher, who has walked and singled. Here 
First and third, one out. Wirtz, did he balk? He started his motion and stopped. The batter called, apparently asked for time just as Wirtz was getting ready to pitch. Somehow I think the batter ought to be penalized for that. I don't know how you do it. So maybe call it ball one. Here's the pitch. Swing and a foul back. Almost hit the on-deck hitter. Oof. Whiz right by the helmet of uh, Hobson, who's in the on-deck circle. One strike to count to Butcher. Runners lead at first and third. Fly ball to right field. Snyder has the range. The runner at third is tagging. Throw will come in, and it will be all the way to the plate, but the runner at first does not advance. The runner at third scores. RBI to Butcher on a sacrifice slot. That run uh, charged to Sells. That'll close the book on him. Two outs and a runner at first. It is now 13 to nothing. And the batter is catcher Hobson. So Sells goes an inning and a third, allows six runs, all earned on six hits, three walks, one strikeout. Pitches outside to Hobson, ball one. Two outs and a runner at first. Charlotte in its third trip through the batting order. We're still in the third inning. There's a strike call, one and one. They batted 12 men in the first. Eight men in the second. This is the sixth man to bat in the third. The pitch is swung on and a little roller foul over in front of the Blue Raider dugout. The count goes to one and two. Top of the third inning, game Two for the Raiders in this tournament. They dropped the first game 18 to seven, down 13 to nothing here in the third inning of game two. High, inside, ball two, two and two. Jalen Wirtz ready to pitch. Runner at first is going, and the ball popped foul back over our heads and out of play. That will hold at two and two. Charlotte already has its 10-run cushion. This is the team that was shut out yesterday, four to nothing. They have come back with a vengeance today. 
Two balls, two strikes. Wirtz with a pitch. Strike three call. Delayed call by the plate umpire, but that was a really good looking pitch. That is all in the third inning. But they come up with one, two runs on two hits. There was an error and one man left. We'll go to the bottom of the third inning. It is Charlotte 13, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. And we take this game into the third inning, bottom of the third inning. Raiders trailing 13 to nothing. We'll have Luke Benson to lead off. He's the number nine hitter. Then we'll go back to the top of the order. Raiders have not gone through the batting order one time, yet Benson will be the number nine hitter. Charlotte's already gone through their lineup three times in three innings. Minus one batter, I guess. Here's Vincent, 214 on the season for the Murfreesboro native out of Oakland High School. That's from the left side. And Kramer with the pitch is butted down the left third base side, and that's a foul ball. One strike to count. Raiders in their white pinstripes, royal blue. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and the count goes to 0-2 on Vincent. Strike three, and Vincent retired for out number one. Fourth strikeout for Kramer, who has had very little trouble so far. He's given up a couple of singles. One of them to Fausto Lopez, the leadoff batter, who will stand in now with one out. Lopez pitches out of the stretch and delivers ground ball to the right side. Second baseman has it. Berman over to first, backhand pickup by the first baseman. 
Nice pickup by Madol to retire Lopez. Second to first, second out. Here's Mabry, fly to center of the first inning. Pitch to the plate is outside, ball one. Mabry at 280 coming in. It's the ball in the air to right field near the line. Right fielder coming over. Fisher will take it in fair territory, and that's all for the Raiders in the third. Three up and three down. Here are your totals after three for Charlotte. 13 runs. They have collected 10 hits, no errors for Middle Tennessee. No runs, two hits. The Raiders have committed two errors. And the 49ers lead it 13 to nothing after three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 